Today's scripture is from 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 through 9. When I came to you, brothers and sisters, I did not come proclaiming the mystery of God to you in lofty words or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I came to you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. My speech and my proclamation were not with plausible words of wisdom, but with a demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith might rest not on human wisdom, but on the power of God. Yet among the mature we do speak wisdom, though it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to perish. But we speak God's wisdom, secret and hidden, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of this age understood this, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the human heart conceived, what God has prepared for those who love him. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Send your word, O Lord, like the rain falling down upon the earth. You may be seated. And children, don't worry. We know that we skipped the children's moment part, but this sermon is going to be interactive. So I'm going to expect for you to be involved as well. So we have not forgotten about you, I promise. Um, Speaking of, starting with the interactive, I have a question for you that I want you to think about and talk to about with somebody close to you. Okay? The question is, What has been your favorite restaurant experience lately? Like, for example, one of my favorite things to do now that Avery goes to dance in Helena is I love the sushi at Osaka, y'all. And it's a hibachi place too, but they don't do the fire and all that, so you don't come out smelling like hibachi. It's just really great sushi, and it's great service and great food. So I want you to take a second, and as you're talking, if you even want to shout a couple things out, feel free to do that. So this is what we call a turn and talk in the classroom. So Go ahead and turn and talk a great meal at a great restaurant you've experienced lately. I think I just heard Cracker Barrel. I'm not going to lie. Okay. All right, Paula, what are you saying back there? Barbara, what are you saying back there? You don't have one? Paula, what were you saying back there? Oh, Mexican food. Okay, where's the best Mexican restaurant nearby, though? What's the best one? What do you think? Oh, man. Ooh, where's that one? Ooh, and Terry just said, oh, that is good. Yes. Oh, see, that's why we got to talk about it, right? It's like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that place. Ooh, Las Mesas. Those are fighting words in the Calera, by the way, because there's like four in Calera, and there are Mama Coco is definitely the best. Ooh, classic Waffle House. Ooh, who would love to have some smothered and covered and whatever right about now, right? Ooh, okay. All right, thank y'all for playing along. But I want to tell you what just happened in this room. We've got like 
enthusiasm, we've got passion, we've got like an oh yeah, me too kind of moment, okay? And what just happened in this room is we're listening, we're talking back and forth, we're asking questions, and we got a lot of interest going on, and you all just evangelized. Okay, I know, I know you're thinking, um, no, we didn't. <laughs> but honestly, according to Kevin Harney, who is an advocate of personal evangelism, he says, we evangelize all the time. The truth is, when we are zealous about something, like sushi and Mexican food, when we really love it, we talk about it, and we invite others to experience it. We want to share in that joy. So you can see how our favorite restaurant example covers those bases that he just mentioned about evangelism. We loved it, we talked about it, we now want others to go there, possibly with us, and experience what we have experienced. So it's so easy for us to share with each other about our favorite restaurants, possibly even movies that you've seen recently or books you've read. I'm sure Don has a great Goodreads account going on right now, okay? You name it, we're super comfortable, except when we talk about religion or our faith. So we're perfectly comfortable sharing about where to find a good meal to our physical bodies, but when it comes to the eternal bread of life, where we will never be hungry again spiritually, we hope they walk by us and ask someone else for reference and directions. We often feel like we don't know enough to share about Christianity with another. We don't think our stories are worth sharing sometimes. We compare our stories to others we've heard and think we can't compete with their stories. We don't mind creating a little tension by disagreeing with someone about restaurants like Las Mesas and Mama Coco's and Calera. That tension is fine. But when we think about the tension that might come if we share about our faith, well, we'd, we'd rather avoid it. So if we take a look back at what Paul wrote in his first letter to the Corinthians, we see that he too came with similar insecurities and hesitation. He, like most of us, did not trust his own words. So many of us don't share about our faith because quite honestly, we just don't know what to say. But Paul has the answer for us when he, we wonder, what will he say? He says in 1 Corinthians 2, 4 through 5, that his message and his preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. This wisdom of the Holy Spirit is key when we are thinking about evangelism. We evangelists are not on our own, thank goodness. We have the power of the Holy Spirit living inside of us. The Holy Spirit is working through us to transform the lives of those around us. Priscilla Pope Levison, in her book, Models of Evangelism, says, we are not alone and that the task does not rest only on our shoulders. This partnership with the Holy Spirit allows us to relax and even enjoy speaking to people about Jesus. Priscilla in that same book also says, the primary practice of an evangelist is not, surprisingly enough, to evangelize. Rather, it is to pray 
for the openness to the for the openness to the principal evangelist and that's the holy spirit with this realization christians are back to the basics of prayer and i know our pastors emphasized last week how important the power of prayer is and now especially moving in with that uncertain future like we talked about last week but prayer is also the key to evangelism now i got the honor to hear priscilla and her husband jack levison they spoke at the north alabama conference in june of this year and we were given a copy of their books one of which i've referenced already the models of evangelism and i enjoyed reading the different models of evangelism and she made them very relatable in fact that restaurant exercise we did at the beginning i i was inspired by the opening of her first chapter that was that was all her okay and the theme of this year's north alabama conference was to offer christ every day and these authors they spoke with us a lot about evangelism and testimony well that's so that's another word that makes us squirm in our seats, doesn't it? Testimony, okay? We're going we're to break it down a little bit. Don't worry, you can stop squirming. So in one of the sessions at the conference, Jack took us through an exercise called the seven-word testimony. He pointed out several places in the Bible where Jesus was a personal evangelist encountering people one person at a time and empowering them to immediately go share the good news in short, simple, yet powerful ways. Remember the woman at the well. After she encountered Jesus, she left and said, come see. He told me everything I've ever done. Seven words. A personal testimony about an experience with Jesus. Pastor Reed, after going to conference in his August newsletter, which I'm sure you all memorized and hung on your fridge, um, he encouraged us to think about our seven-word testimonies. Here's one that I shared with him that I wrote that day at conference. Exit 238 changed my life. Intrigued? Want to know how God used the people and places around an interstate exit to transform me? Good. That's the point. So, several of you have emailed Reed a couple of your seven-word testimonies, which is awesome. Thank you. We feel like this exercise is important here because Jack and Priscilla both encouraged us to start by sharing with other Christians. After all, if we can't even share it with other Christians we share a pew with or a Sunday school class with, then how are we going to be ready to share it at the park or at work or in the grocery store line? How are we going to answer these calls of the divine appointments of the Holy Spirit with a stranger if we aren't even comfortable sharing it with a friend first? So we're going to take a few minutes. This is the interactive part. So children, wake up if you're asleep. We are going to take a few minutes and we're going to practice writing some seven word testimonies. But before we do, when I actually stop talking and let y'all have a second, I want to remind you to pray first. Okay, pray for the words. Pray for the Holy Spirit to reveal to you probably several testimonies, several times in your life where Jesus has shown up for you and been present. Keep in mind, this doesn't just mean the day we decided to follow Christ. 
My example about the interstate exit was 20 years after I decided to follow Christ. Because a lot of times this word testimony comes with a lot of expectations and a lot of baggage. I also want you to pray just for that weight to be removed. Some of us have had major 180 degree Jesus intervening, turning completely around moments in our lives. And others of us have eventually turned 180 degrees, but about five degrees at a time, okay? No matter the degree, all stories are needed and all testimonies are needed, okay? So I am now going to give you, not a lot of time, by the way, but I'm going to give you two minutes and 47 seconds, okay? Oh, by the way, that's a teacher tip because kids actually pay attention when you use a weird number and not an even number. So for those of you out there that are trying to work with children, don't give them five minutes. They'll sit there for three doing nothing. If you give them two minutes and 47 seconds, they're like ready and on it, okay? So I want you to pray, and I want you to jot down a seven-word testimony. Use your bulletin, use your notes app on your phone, Grab a connect card before you turn it in. Whatever you can find near you. If you need to chitty chat, like adults, if you want to like chitty chat with your children, like that's totally cool during this time. If you can write more than one in this time, great. Okay, so your two minutes and 47 seconds. Remember, you're going to start with prayer. And it starts now. One minute and 19 seconds left for those of you that like to know that kind of thing.
All right. I know, some of you might not have finished. Some of you might have just gotten started. The, the, you know, you can also continue this after we have communion and, and leave from this place today. So don't panic if you didn't get them all written down, okay? Um, please, if you did write some down, we would love for you to email them to the pastors, put them in the offering plate, um, you know, anything like that if you do feel led and feel comfortable. Um, I know for sure, I know that Reed in his um, newsletter said to, to email them to him. So yeah, anybody and anywhere, if you feel led, we would love to hear. And of course, if you want to take me out to dinner and find out more about Exit 238, I love to eat. Um, so but let me, as we, as we wrap up, I do, I want you to pray for someone to come into your path in these next few minutes, hours, days, weeks, to share these words that you wrote down. And then, like I said, you can share them with us. And I want you to continue to Think about these testimonies, because like I said, more than likely you have more than one, especially if you're a five-degree turn-at-a-time kind of gal like I am, because um, I'm stubborn. Um, so, and as we continue to celebrate this stewardship month this October, I want you to pray about, you know, moving forward as a body of Christ and get back to those basics of prayer that we mentioned and recommit to following the Holy Spirit's leading when it comes to evangelism and testimony and maybe hopefully we won't be as scared of those two words as we were before today. Um, and just be good stewards of our stories. In fact, Forrest one time said, you know, stewardship campaigns are about being good stewards of money, obviously. But we are also called to be good stewards of our souls. And we must practice that stewardship of souls through prayer and sharing our stories. And he's a, he's a very wise man over there. Um, and he helped me get back to the heart of the matter and the true reason why we are here. Like, do you know why you're here and why you go to church, why you are a Christian? And hopefully some of these testimonies that you have written and will write will answer those questions because people are going to be sure to ask you, you know, and I just pray that this exercise today has just helped you maybe move from Maybe some of the reasons I would have probably said years ago would have been like, well, I've gone to church my whole life, <laughs> you know, or my parents were always involved in church, which, is, which are not bad testimonies, obviously, and that's a great start, but maybe we can take it a, a step past that and a little deeper, especially for those people that we encounter that have not gone to church their whole life and their parents weren't involved in church, so... As we leave today, may we all share with favorite restaurant passion and excitement how God has worked and is working in our lives. And may we all speak a message of wisdom through the power of the Holy Spirit. And may we all offer Christ every day through our personal evangelism. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your gift of the Holy Spirit. Help us through prayer and by reading your word and being a community to just follow the Spirit's leading and guiding as we encounter folks in the days and moments to come and help us to follow the call to share our stories when led. In Jesus' name, amen.